0: welcome everyone to the map podcast that is the mental health and addiction podcast i'm here with you today with andy bernstein kristen perry long and myself i'm kimberly walsh and we are here discussing mental health and addiction and everything about it we this is our pilot episode so thank you so much for joining us we're going to start with why each one of us is here it's important to know why we've come together to actually provide you with this podcast. There's reasons and uh, we want to know why. So we're going to ask, we're going to start with Andy and find out from Andy what his interest was in doing this podcast in the first place.
1: Hi, Andy. Hi, Kimberly. Hey, uh, thank you. Thank you for putting this together. Thank you. No, Thank you. Okay. Um, The reason why I wanted to get part of it, be a part of this is I uh, suffer from anxiety and depression and ADD and In my younger days, I used to self-medicate drinking. It was something that I didn't necessarily have a compulsion, but it was a big part of my life where my mind would race and in order to calm it down, I would drink and try to um, mask that. And as I got older, I started to tackle that. And went into therapy, got on the right medication to treat my anxiety and depression and ADD. And for the past 16 years, my life has not has never been better. Um, doing a lot of work uh, between therapy and weekly to understand why I did what I did or why I do what I do and becoming attuned with things so I can work on those things. And I know what red flags are, and I know... Um, what I'm about. And so that allows me to um, move forward. And I would like to share that with other people. So that's kind of my, my personal story and why I want to do this.
0: It's great. So you have a personal vested interest in, in the topics here. Yes. Awesome. That's great. Um, Thank you, Andy. Chris, why are you interested in this project of ours?
2: Well, as a mother of two recovering addicts and a family of five children, I um like most this disease chose me. So through my life experiences, <clears throat> excuse me, um trying to navigate uh from the early days when there was no support systems to now where it, we seem to be flooded with all realms of help. Um it's through my life experiences and through the people that I have met along the way that um I feel it's really important to be open and honest and out there, uh, guiding people, you know, on their journeys, uh, for recovery because each of our journeys are different. It's through experiences that, you know, we can share and maybe make their journey a little bit
0: easier. That's right. And you've done actually quite a bit in this industry. You've, um, sacrificed yourself. You've put together uh, programs. You've got all kinds of stuff on Facebook. Tell us a little bit about that.
2: So I have a support group, Uh, it's called Zero Boundaries, Um, and the reason I call it Zero Boundaries is because um, with addiction, there are no boundaries, there are no guidelines, there are no limitations. It will come into your life, it will take what it wants, and it will leave destruction like nothing you've ever seen or felt um i also run a couple of different other pages uh massachusetts addiction awareness calendar where people can um post events um boston support page with which is people in recovery in the massachusetts area there you can you know post that you're looking for a meeting or a sober buddy or sober houses or programs or detoxes or whatever um you know and then i have the stakes are high which is um it, it's a something close to my heart, and that's to raise awareness and teach people about the number of people that have died from this disease,
0: senseless deaths. That's awesome. Thank you for your work and what you do with the community and throughout the state, really. Um, okay, as for me, I um, I got into this, into this project basically through the Sober Home. So I'm a person in long-term recovery. I have been for many years and i realized at some point that it's not all about me and uh once i understood how wonderful and amazing my life could be in recovery as opposed to the depths of hell that was addiction i had to share it with other people so that's where brady's landing came in that's my um that's the sober home for women that i run we um we cater to an older female demographic on purpose. Um, we only have six beds total, so it's very intimate, and and it provides a safe place for healing for the women that come there. Um, that was that's the that was the catalyst for for this particular program. I think, like you, Chris, with awareness, and and like you, Andy, with with my own personal personal experiences, um, I think that this is a perfect venue to invite people who in any stage of addiction, anybody who's ever loved anybody who's had an addiction and anybody who's ever struggled with mental, mental illness. Um, can, and there's really a, a broad variety of listeners that I think we can tap, you know, we can help. So, um, f- if I can stop, you know, destroying the set here We're um, so we're going to get started and, um, let's, let's go forward.
1: So I know that, uh, one of the things we had talked about was mental mental health as a broad topic, because this is really where a great deal of the disease starts.
0: That's true. There's a very, very much so a chicken and egg situation happening with what happened first. Was, Was there a mental illness that the addiction was a result of, or did the mental illness happen after the addiction? Right. But they usually go hand in hand. Right.
2: And I think that they can both be one or the other. So, long use of drugs can debilitate your mental health Correct, or yeah. you can like you know andy have anxiety and depression untreated right. and you self medicate right. so i think it's 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 both it's the chicken and it's the egg and yeah. it doesn't you know
0: it goes back and forth and crosses <clears throat> over and comes back you know exactly yeah and and it can be one or the other too that's that's also a possibility but generally speaking the um, the comorbidity is really more prevalent than and I think together.
2: we're seeing more and more of it
0: um, as the awareness comes
2: about. So an example, I have um, somebody that I'm working with and we're able to get the addiction side of it, you know,
0: in, under, mm-hmm.
2: right. Mm-hmm. Like they're doing mm-hmm. good, they're happy, but then the depression and the anxiety creeps in and untreated. Ultimately, it's what takes that person out because the only coping skill that they have is self-medicating. So now you're healthy and you're happy, but your your depression is telling you you want to kill yourself and your depression is telling you that you're ugly and your depression is telling you that you're worthless. So what are you going to do? You're going to self-medicate. You know, and these places that say that they're dual diagnosis, you know, it's You got to be really careful. You really have to do your homework to make sure that they are dual diagnosis. Do they have a psychiatry
0: uh, aspect to their program?
2: Because that's who deals with the
0: mental health part. Right. So oftentimes they'll go into treatment and they really do have a mental illness and they'll just treat the addiction. Right. And so they come out and they go, great, my addiction's gone. Uh-oh. But the reason I, I got addicted in the first place is still there. Correct. So take them out. Okay. One,
1: one of the things for me that really um, has, as I've started to learn more about mental illness and how one in five people are affected by this, I started to think about my life and, and, and my work history because what I'm discovering is is that I may not have, as bad a case of ment- uh, mental illness. However, if I work for someone that has mental illness, I've been harping on this a lot because I'm really trying to figure out, I've had a lot of issues working in the corporate world. Why? Right? Because there's a really good chance that I'm not working with people who are necessarily at their best or maybe well. They may have alcoholism. They may have mental illness. And guess What? I don't know that they don't give you a test when you go to apply. So really you're working for people who may not necessarily be in the best light to manage other people. As a result, that could really be influenced back on the person. So you might feel like you're almost in a, like an abusive environment and you don't even know you're in an abusive environment.
0: Which is why it's imperative that we have self care and that we know the, know how to distinguish We're okay, as long as we take care of our side of the street and our side of the street's clean. Whatever anyone else does, you know, you got to let it. Self-care is, it is the root of
2: the solution.
0: Mm
2: -hmm. Um, And what I mean by that is, so if you back up 11 years ago when I entered into this journey, um, I ran around for like almost two and a half, three years trying to fix my kids, trying to... You know, find that solution. As my kids were running around, using and abusing, self-destructing, uh, you know, not contributing to society, um, my life became unmanageable. So, one of the big things that I really push for now, when starting with a new family, is that self-care. That self-care is it's vital because we have to be the strongest that we can and the best that we can for our loved ones that are sick and suffering. And it's a really fine line because as a parent, you know, we're supposed to be able to fix our kids. We're supposed to be able to put that Band-Aid on and make it okay. And that Band-Aid doesn't exist with this disease until your loved one is ready to change, until your loved one says, okay, I don't want to do this. They have to be willing and able to get well. And that's a really, it's, it's, it's such a hard thing to do to take care of myself first instead of taking care of my children. Is what does that mean? What though? did you do? What, yeah. yeah, what
1: does that mean when you say self care for people out there? Like we we hear it a lot, but what 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 do you? So self care
2: is you know um, not rearranging my life. So you know you go from a normal life and then one day you wake up and your child's an addict. And you start to disassociate with friends. You start to not having that date night. You start not going, you know, skiing. You start to not participate in holidays. You start to withdraw from society. And what happens is emotionally to yourself, you start breaking down. You don't realize it because you're so consumed with fixing your loved one that you don't realize that everything else is going by the wayside. So for me, it took my husband sitting me down and saying, you need to pick. You need to pick if you're going to go and chase your son, who right now doesn't, you know, he doesn't want your help, or you're going to lose your other three kids. Right. So I had two that were out ripping and running at one point or another. One would get well, and the other would be sick, and this one would get well, and then that one would be sick, and it was like, it was just, a it was chaos. I neglected my other three kids. I neglected my marriage. The laundry wasn't getting done. The grocery shopping wasn't getting done. Those little family dinners that we had every single night weren't getting made. Right. I was hiding under my sheets, you know, in bed because I didn't want to get up because I didn't care about life. So taking my life back, that's self-care. Absolutely.
1: You know, it's funny, um, to that point, I, uh, I've been struggling with that myself personally and, uh, not going to the doctor and I went to the doctor and I, they told me, um, my life was very transparent, open book. They said my uh, thyroid was low, so mm-hmm. they had to give me thyroid medication. It um, can
0: make you tired too. Can't it?
1: What? Low thyroid? Yeah. 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 And cranky yeah, and slow my metabolism down mm-hmm. like a lot, a lot of stuff, right? Six years hadn't. You know, in a six year time, that was the last time I got my thyroid check. So I went to the doctor, I got, I went to the dermatologist, I went to the dentist, right? I, I, uh, we went to dinner the other night, uh, at the rabbi's. I didn't even know there was a synagogue in my town. <laughs> I had no idea. He kept inviting me to come over, I didn't want to go. And finally, I was like, all right, I'll go. We went out to a hockey game with a friend. Right. We, we haven't been doing that. I haven't been doing that. I haven't wanted to do that. I'm trying to enjoy my life rather than just focusing on the negative. Yeah. And just being so uh, driven towards success or.
0: Okay. So your self-care looks more like taking care of yourself physically and getting out there and doing
1: those things. Not isolating.
0: And not isolating. Not isolating. That's, that's, a that's huge. Because yeah, that's, that's what huge. I do. It's huge.
1: Right? I don't yeah. want to be around anybody.
0: Right. We do. We want to we dive back into it under the covers, like you said, and hide from the world so we don't have to deal with anything. And that's where, I mean, if you think about it, isolation is where addiction begins. Mm-hmm. And you know, not that you guys are going to become addicts, but there's, <laughs> that's where it begins. It's isolation. The opposite of, of addiction is not sobriety. The opposite of addiction is connection.
1: I just read this in an article, Brandon Marshall, who played uh, football for the Jets and Broncos and Bears, just did a uh, symposium about this. And he suffers with mental health Mm -hmm. and he was on this panel and he said addiction, uh, you know, the uh, to treat addiction. What you just said is connection. It's connection. We got to take a break. All right. All right. We'll be right back. We're talking to Chris Long. Chris, tell us about yourself.
2: Some of the things that I do, I advocate for treatment. I advocate in courts to keep people out of jail. I'm making sure that they're getting what they need to be most successful. And then the other big component of it is the family side of it.
1: And where can people find you?
2: call my cell phone 508-212-7206 or I'm on Zero Boundaries Chris Perry Long on Facebook Stakes are high I think You're
1: that's... ubiquitous You're everywhere
0: I am everywhere Thank you Chris Thank you Brady's Landing is a exclusive sober home for women located on the Cape. We're in Sandwich, right off the Sagamore Bridge, first exit. I built Brady's Landing to give an older female demographic a place to heal and get better and make the transition from treatment into the real world. It's a very peaceful environment, it's very serene, it's very private. You kind of follow a long driveway down, it opens up into two and a half acres of land. We overlook the water, so there's lots of opportunities to commune with nature at bradyslanding.org. Or you can also send an email to info at bradyslanding.org, um, and you can call the number is 774-338-4060. Hi, everyone. We're back. You're listening to the MAP podcast. That is the Mental Health and Addiction podcast. You're, we're here, Chris and Andy and myself, Kimberly, and we're discussing mental health and addiction. And uh, self-care. And now, right now, the topic is self-care. So we just learned what, what Andy does for to take care of himself sometimes. We learned a little bit about Chris, but we're going to get back to um, her suggestions. Um, for myself, in self-care, my... Issue is all about staying conscious because I, like most, once I go on autopilot, we're in trouble. So I need to stay conscious for any change in in your life. You have to figure out a way to remember what you keep forgetting. How do you do that? So for me, I set a timer. I literally set my watch for 10, 12, 2, 4, 6, and, I, and a little reminder comes up. It says, don't forget to remember. And that's just my reminder to stay focused, stay present, stay every, conscious. Every day? It, every day. It does not come naturally to me. So I need to make it come naturally. That's awesome. Yeah. Well,
1: what would happen if you didn't?
0: If I didn't, I'd probably remember at this point, I'd probably not remember. But before, I'd slip back and I'd just, go, and, and I would feel this this bad thinking coming back again. Oh, well, this isn't good. You know, you just, it's what we do. We we focus on and naturally go to what's negative. I don't know why there's a propensity to do that, but we kind of do. We don't have rose-colored glasses on all the time. We have to put them on.
1: Cognitive, cognitive therapy cognitive, to be able to continue yes. to self-talk, to remind yourself. Ding,
0: ding. And if so that's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, I snap back out of it and I go, and then I look around and I get grateful.
1: There's actually go, a book about it called uh, Feeling S- Good. Oh, there's, there's a bunch of them. Of, yeah, there's tons of reasons. But it really not it. label or, or d- distort right. or...
0: Exactly, to look at it for what it is and to see the beauty in it. To and To see reframe the positive and, and go, okay, I could look at it that, that's, you know, someone cut me off. I could and get raged and man, did I used to get ra- enraged. Or I could say, you know what, that may be a mother in labor. It could be a grandpa who's, try, you know, driving. It could be, you know, something that I would, be, or what if they had a dog in there? I'd be horrified if I yelled and screamed and they're here, they're trying to take their dog to the vet. You know, so you have just look at it different you know and then I calm back down okay yeah I'm
1: good I struggle with that with my <laughs> neighbor yeah oh my god I struggle with it he's uh he lost his wife for 33 years right incredible oh, you're Incre- me about oh that. he's so lonely and he's so in Aww. midst of uh, alcohol addiction and he's incredibly needy and I get so angry because he calls us all the time because he looks as us as his Family and I look at him as a in interloper. interloper and somebody trying to get in on my life um, and control. And he asked me where I am and what time I'm coming home and all these things. And I've expressed, but, but for me, I look at it like he's an, uh, taking from me.
0: Endurance.
1: So I have to reframe that to say, this is a guy who's really in trouble. Right. And look yeah. at it and just say, you know, like, Um, That's interesting, Andy. That's
0: really interesting because you're
1: going to, because there's something about boundaries that come into play here, too. Yes. Boundaries. And I've had talks with him about this, Mm -hmm. but he doesn't listen. He's literally right across the street. My wife has no boundaries.
2: Okay. So wait a second. You say you have this conversation with him. Do you set, just because you set boundaries with him, do you set boundaries? Part of self care. Do you set boundaries for yourself with him? You don't have to share them with him. But do you set those boundaries? I do, I do. Do you cross those boundaries? Sometimes. Well, there you go.
1: Sometimes. There you go.
2: He's going to be a nagging pain in the neck mm. until you set those boundaries and you draw that line in the sand you teach and you him. don't mm. step over it. That is self-care. What, the first time you don't step over that line, it is so hard. I know. Yeah. Yeah. But then it gets easier because you feel better. Because you don't feel like you've been manipulated. You don't feel like
0: right.
2: you've gone against everything that you've been building yourself up to to
0: your say core. no. Mm-hmm. You
2: know, to say no. I have, I, I tell parents, I'm like, get, a, get an index card. Right? Right. Write the things, write the, write the buttons. What, what buttons do your kids push on one side? What words, what things do they say? So, sadly, a lot of kids will call up and they say, if you don't send me 40 bucks, I'm going to kill myself. they all say it and we are like oh my god as a parent they're gonna kill themselves it's only 40 bucks (laughs) send it to them we send them (laughs) the 40 bucks right? right but guess what when you say no they're gonna call back and they're gonna say it again and they might do it three or four times right but if you say no and you stick to your guns They're going to stop asking and they're going to stop threatening. They're just going to go to some other form of manipulation. You just have to constantly keep changing your index card with your loved one and the situation. And on the other side of that index card, you always say, but I love you. And I will be here when you're ready for help. And you carry that index card around. And when that call comes, you can make a choice to answer it or not answer it. And you pull out that index card and it's going to give you the strength and it's going to give you your boundaries And you'd be surprised pretty soon. You don't need that index card because
0: you know
1: what they're doing. You know what they're doing. Okay.
2: That is
0: a good tip.
1: But it's not easy, right? It's a, it's a, it's a process. It's a process. And And you hang
2: up that phone and you might cry because you feel like you've, you've given up on them. But ultimately if you ask any of them, when they finally do find recovery, they're going to be like, I knew you loved me from all along. I was just manipulating you. Right.
1: Right. I know. Right. Yeah. So we also talked about some other self-care tips and things like that. Um,
0: things you can do to
1: take care of yourself. Right. Yeah. You, um, oh, you both said that you had things. Yeah. I have-
0: there's. Uh, oh, Chris had a good one. You had the um, making your bed. So Chris makes her bed every morning. It's awesome. Tell yeah. us about that.
2: So, uh, Somebody recommended reading this book. It's called Make Your Bed. And it happens to be about like a lieutenant colonel in the Navy SEAL. And he goes through his, he chronicles his life as a SEAL from becoming becoming a SEAL to having an accident during one of the jumps that could have been life-changing. And I think he got a little bit addicted. I can't quite remember all of those details. But what pulled him out of it was learning the self care part of it and that was every day you start your day off with a positive affirmation. So every day you get up and you make your bed. And when you are leaving your bedroom in the morning and you look back at your bed and you've put the pillows on and you've pulled it, you've started your day off in a positive note.
0: And it's and an you, easy thing you to it's do. An easy
2: thing to do. And so I make my bed every morning and when I don't make my bed, I avoid my bedroom because I know my bed's not made, and it bothers me. Right, it's silly. Yeah, but it's simple, and it just starts your day off, you know, on the right foot. I love that.
0: I think that's great. That's uh,
1: and the name of the book is "Make Your, make your bed. bed." Make your bed, <laughs> and you can find it on
2: uh, Amazon. It's just a it's a quick read. It's uh, it's a short story, and um, it's a true story. And actually, this gentleman—you can Google him. He's done. Um, he's spoken at schools about the the. He does those uh, inspirational. Ah oh, yes, motivational. Motivational speaking. motivational speaking, and he's he's amazing. Like it's a really positive,
0: right. achievable. Right. You know, it starts task. with baby steps. It yeah. starts with taking action. So yeah. we can think about these things all we want and okay, we have the best of intentions, but it doesn't start until we take action. So something like making your bed is a really easy thing to, to then set the ball in motion, set the wheel in motion. So then that it perpetuates more positive things, which right. perpetuates more positive things. And so the next thing, you know, you're, oh, okay. And you're taking some real big steps to to make your life more positive to step out of the
1: addiction admiral mcraven wrote it yes and he actually wrote an article an op-ed piece for the washington post not that long ago about uh, a political political discussion but admiral mcraven is the author of that thank you that's my research skills yeah that's
0: a good that's why we have andy (laughs) thank you i'm good for something (laughs) so some of the girls have told me too that they that in their when they get out of treatment they come to the to the sober living home the one of the most important things they do is the first thing that is is make their appointment with the the doctor because they haven't been to the doctor in five years Mm -hmm. they Mm -hmm. haven't seen a dentist in 10 or 7 or Mm -hmm. whatever so they the first thing they want to do is get those appointments done that's their self-care and they come home and they're just joyful they're like oh my god i got my test back i got this i'm i'm, I'm healthy they, then they feel like okay take a breath now i can move forward and because those are the sustenance things like if you don't have your health you don't have anything so those that's a big huge piece of self-care i think to get in there wouldn't you agree
1: yeah absolutely want to hear what mine are i would love to okay hear. so for me um isolation was the thing that um i'll do where if I, uh, so to, to, to get around that, I will, you know, try to make, a, you know, like I talk to friends a lot, like I'll talk to my cousin every day about, um, and we have these really deep discussions and he shares with me, I share with him and I actually have a group of guys that I actually talk to all the time It's awesome that we kind of share stuff. And what I've also learned to do is really, um, uh I've gotten to the point where I can pick up red flags. Nice. So I will avoid people. I mostly try to avoid people who aren't good for me and really try to keep my friends closer so that um being around people who make me feel good. Mm-hmm. Not kiss my ass, mm-hmm. but just feel like I'm You're comfortable. I'm comfortable. And then I walk and I um and I read. When I'm trying to take care of myself, um, I try to stay away from politics (laughs) when, when, when I'm trying to take care of, you know, when I'm in a mode of like, okay, I've had enough, I need to take better care of myself. Politics goes off. Sports talk goes off, Mm -hmm. right? Anything that gets me wound up is what.
0: That's important. That's a big, that's a key thing. I think that happens for a lot of people. I know my mom, if she puts on, uh, Fox news, she's screaming. At the tv just <laughs> she, just gets she goes crazy said like just, just turn it off right, turn right.
1: it
2: off. you know I go down and i visit my parents and they're in their 80s and they live in florida so they're all um they all watch that cnn from like the morning the minute yep. they wake up Ugh. they've got that Ugh. tv news crazy stuff and i find myself so angry sitting in their living room drinking my morning coffee listening to this bs yeah and it just and you know and I tell them I'm like you know this isn't healthy for you right. but they're in their 80s and that's how they choose and it's like i just so i i don't i'm like i get my parents watching like nat geo and then mm-hmm. they they've started to watch some doggy show and it's like they know that i don't want to watch it and they've they're better about it but yeah it's like that stuff oh, just yeah. gets, I can't stand that. Like, no. you know. It keeps you angry all day. All day. You know. I just went to a seminar uh, or a, an event um, that was uh, presented by uh, Teen, uh, Newport Academy, which is a adolescent uh, primary mental health program, uh, and it's in California and Connecticut. Fantastic primary mental health. For adolescents. For adolescents. Yes. And, um they have, what they did is they, they brought all the different people uh, that affect the recovery of these kids. And one of them was this guy, Tim Ring Ringhold, I think is his name, and he has this music uh, part of recovery. And what I found really interesting, and if you think about it, it's, it's, it's a no-brainer. So what happens is, like, when we start to get anxious or depressed or... Whatever, right? Our brain is hijacked, right? So, what do you do to unhijack your brain? So, for him with adolescence, music is a great bridge. Kids love music; uh, they can relate to music. Um, the whole nine yards. So what he does is he helps kids find that music so that when they start to get that feeling in their stomach or their brain or they can feel their heart rate because we know we can recognize those are all, those are like pre laps for anxiety or whatever. All you have to do is put a pair of headphones on, put music on, and you un-hijack your brain. A very simple Mm -hmm. task.
1: Yep music's good. I wanted to just add two things real quick. Um one of the other things I do is write. Mm, journaling. Um I journal and I I purge my thoughts. Mm-hmm. And I either do it in a as a paragraph or an essay or I just do it with quick bullet points. Mm-hmm. Last night I started teaching myself video editing. I just sat down and I just started doing editing and it really creates almost like a mindlessness and getting rid of my anxiousness late at night by just, you know, doing ed- editing and, it, you know, quick time, yeah. just easy. It was easy stuff, but it was just, you know, I started working on things as a creative. I need to do that. I need to, to, to do those kind of things. Question, will this stuff be on Facebook? Will we be able to get a yeah, lot of absolutely. the things we're talking so, about?
2: So uh, we're in the process of creating a MAP, Map, uh, Facebook page. And the hopes is that after we do a show, uh, we'll, we'll have those resources available that we
0: discuss throughout the show for people to
2: have access to.
0: Right. And the previous shows as well. So we'll, we won't take them down. We won't just keep replacing them. Oh, yeah, it'll we'll just be a we growing... adding. Yeah, adding. So it's eventually going to become quite the place for resources um so i think that's all the time we have for today but what a great great show thank you guys both for joining and participating and producing (laughs) and we will see everyone next time we will hear everyone next time on the map Bye.